Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Oh, we're live. And you're live. All right. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, folks. Where the heck in the world you are? It's V the Girl Economist coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News. We have CJ working the airways. He's working the airways while being mobile at the same time. He is multi-talented, multifaceted with the producer extraordinaire. And make sure you also check out our our, uh, our paid sponsors, mycbdedibles.com. Mycbdedibles.com for all your CBD edible goodness. And we have with us my main man, John J. Singleton, the man, the myth, the legend himself, the one and only Mr. X. John J. Singleton is here. You can get him over at, uh, you can just email him over at singletonpress at protonmail.com. Singletonpress at protonmail.com. John is a privacy expert. He is somebody who comes up with real business as well as wealth strategies for those who are looking to earn passive income, active income, looking for opportunities in the chaos, the storm that we're in. John's the man to do it. He's also helped out a litany of my clientele as well as myself in all sorts of, uh, let's just say, uh, navigating the swamp that is the uh, regulatory as well as the uh, the business environment, so to speak. Let's just leave it at that. And with that being said, John, it's great to have you back, buddy. How are you? Wow, thanks, man. That was a great intro. Appreciate I that. I try. I'm, I'm, I'm known recorded? to be the, the greatest in intros out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if it's recorded, man, I'd like to use it. Is there yeah, a license? No, no worries. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll make license. one for you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just thought it would be so I, – I love the idea – I love the name you came up with, a strategic life, strat yeah. life, because yeah. I just I, – I've been talking to some of my friends who are entrepreneurs, and they're just telling me some things that where because of the uh, live-action role-playing event we're all experiencing right now, have been for 18 months sure. or more, um, they're seeing that property is available. Not property in the sense that real estate's available, but they're seeing opportunity where people are dying – and this sounds morbid, but people are dying or they're not at their job anymore because they got fired or something. And the normal activity is not there. And because of that, there are opportunities to get property, yeah. to get things at rock bottom prices. Right. <laughs> it sounds crazy to say that, but I mean, hey, if people want to participate in this stuff and uh, hey, why why let it leave it on the table? You know, yeah, exactly right. I mean, you're right about that, man. There, there, there are some distress, and I'm not talking about like all of a sudden somebody builds a new house and they're selling it for thirty percent more than what it's worth. I mean, I think what John and I are hinting about is that there are people that are, you know, in. Uh, sad to say, folks, it's the nature of the battlefield that we're looking at. Yeah. Sad to say, because of uh, the change in situations, they lost a job, they their job just disappeared, or they're in some sort of financial hardship. They are literally, you know, putting up assets uh, on pennies on the dollar. I mean, literally, I mean, I, I was able to pick up a few things that I never in a, in, in a typical market cycle, in a typical market environment, I would never be able to get certain assets that I got at the rock bottom prices I was able to get them. And it's been incredible, actually, you know. So, yeah, you're right, man. You hit the nail on the head. There are opportunities out there for people who want to look, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. How did you do that? Was it through a third party because, you know, people what, what, what happened? 
I just, uh, yeah, it's always networking. It's always uh, yeah. uh, with third parties as well as looking for myself. And, and, and you'll usually stumble on something, you know, you yep. usually stumble on something, whether it's uh, acquiring something that uh, is of tremendous value, you know, is able to appreciate, you know, that you can turn around and flip at $250 and he got himself a Camaro for $7,500. It was, re re he was able to resell it for, you know, $7,000. So, yep. Yep. S yeah. Similar opportunities, man. I've, I've seen, uh, Similar things happen even with uh, estate sales where the person, you know, took the, uh, you know what, dropped dead and they had, you know, there was estate sales where you had luxury watches, uh, jewelry, things of that sort that were basically sold for for a fraction of what they actually cost. Because, you know, a lot, a lot of times these guys are not getting the best appraisers. You know, some guys are not well-versed in, in certain vintage of watches, but when you get that piece of jewelry, you get that in watch or whatnot, and you're able to flip it. You know, you can, you can flip mm -hmm. it very rapidly. You can take it to a jeweler. You can sell it there, or you can, you know, put it on, like, eBay. I mean, my God. I mean, the, the, like, here's one, th one thing that was very creative. I've known people who, let's just say there was a construction job, right? And 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 you know how construction companies are—they they 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 bring everything to the construction site, all the material, right? right? I right. mean everything from the uh, uh, the boards for like wiring the for the uh, uh, for the um, the uh, the what is that thing the, the 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 breaker boards, right? Where they put yep. all the circuit breakers for the entire house, right? How are they doing that? Did they have to get permission of some kind? No, that's a construction they just site. they just drove into us a construction site. It's dead. It's been they noticed it's been dead for weeks and months. Okay. So they just, you know, they they pull it in there after like a couple of months of watching this place, and they'll back up a truck, they'll load it up with materials and supplies. Thanks, you know, they they're selling it on eBay. They're selling it to a general well, contractor store, and they're buying good. it. They're, you know, I they, would they're, I would be sure that you can get, you know, I would get a permit or something because that's a construction site. It's, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's I never thought of that though. But I see that I now 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 that you mentioned that, I see that as an opportunity. It depends on your style. Exactly. It depends on what you want to do. It depends on, you know, there, there are some guys who are more venturous. Uh, and also, what's also uh, what's also occurring is the, the, they also go to, like, construction sites where something is already built. And there just happens right. to be excess. And they're sure. going to just throw the excess out. They'll go ahead and they'll grab the excess, grab it, and resell it. That's another or, thing that people do. Or you want the whole site. I mean, you could have the whole site. You it depends on that. behind it. You yeah. could. So how do you get that? I mean, that I'm thinking of uh looking at chapter 11 filings chapter 11 is when businesses file bankruptcy yep okay you can actually negotiate with the trustee for like literally 10 cents on the dollar for stuff so you just got to make sure that you have a way to liquidate it right to to use it sell it quickly and you could sell it at a discount and still make a ton of money on stuff yeah exactly exactly correct man yeah. exactly correct john what are some of the things that you've seen what that i mean you're looking into this uh this chaos the storm uh, that is raging throughout the United States where we're seeing things from every angle, man, whether it's supply chain issues, whether it's the inflation, whether it's just trying to get materials and and people that are out of work trying to get like additional streams of income. What have you seen? Talk to us about what you found, what well, was some strategies you want to discuss. I'm looking at appliances and electronics being mm -hmm. uh, the parts of which being in short supply because we, we get them normally from the, the Asian, our Asian partners. Or we get them through the ports of New York. New York ports are shut down. From Same what I'm California, yeah. All right. So and that's deliberate. That is not for any reason other than, as you could imagine, <laughs> let's just starve everybody out uh, of parts. So think about this: 
if I if I took an old AC unit or even a brand new one, or if I just took it apart and scanned some parts into a 3D file, 3D printer file, mm-hmm. and then I have the part, or I can even go get I can go get the file if I don't have it. I can get that. That is going to have to compensate because people aren't going to just sit back and say, oh, my AC is not working. I guess I'm going to have to live in the 1800s now. You know, they're going to fix mm-hmm. it. Just the other day, my um, I have a toaster oven that was like, it's like four years old and they're designed to break down. And and the toast site the toast cycle doesn't work, but everything else works great. But I only use it for toasting. <laughs> so I'm thinking <laughs> if I if I take the faceplate off and rewire the the you know, if I you know if I go to a local guy in my neighborhood that can print me something, literally fabricate a part that I might need. So you know that that's something that you may want to consider. Uh, but people will compensate on the supply chain. You're going to see more and more of that. Computers as well. Now computers. Those are so disposable, and it's you're not going to make yourself a microprocessor, right? You're not going to no. go through that fabrication, but we can do it. I mean, people can't do it like you can fix a bicycle, but still, you can get those supplies. But the supply is going to change, and you, and this is what's happening, and the price is going up, like you're seeing. That's why, because mm-hmm. our supply chain is breaking down. So that's going to translate for us, and the price is going up. So the person who can see that and and look and see where the angle is, like I just mentioned, 3D printing. Well, you never thought of that before. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, so I'm just thinking off the top of my head, that's what I'm looking at. You know, In addition to stuff being available through bankruptcy filings or even probate and even advertising, you know how like you've been seeing for like 15 years, we buy gold here, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, what about we buy, we buy stuff you don't want yeah. because that's coming. And the, the wife who survived the husband uh, needs to sell the second car for cash quickly and you get a smoking deal yeah this is very true um especially with with uh new cars man i mean how many supply how many uh assembly lines have been scuttled or or, or shuttered right now right temporarily because there's a chip shortage i mean you see that with gm yeah. you see it with ford several several lines i mean f-150s are just sitting idling in the uh in the factory same thing with the new bronco uh, you've seen it with, uh, with 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 GM. A couple of lines of their cars have been scuttled. You know, it's it, it's incredible to witness mm-hmm. this. So, price of used cars have gone up. I mean, there are people that are making a killing. You know, scurrying. You know, Facebook uh, classifieds. Uh, you know, scurrying local papers or local. You know, uh, online classifieds or whatnot, trying to pick up used cars because there's such a demand for used cars that people are you know mm-hmm. flipping them for a profit, trying to get a you know a deal that way. I mean, there's all sorts of uh, creative things. Even the old cell phones, man. I mean, there's, there's a chip yeah. shortage, but people don't realize that there's a uh, lot of the ARM processor chips that are in short supply yeah. is uh, the same ARM processors that cell phones are running off of. And if you look yeah. at uh, any of the modern cell phones in the last three years, those are some powerful chips, those high-end uh, you know, Snapdragon processors that are used on Android phones, the Apple a- you know, A12s, a- A13s, and 14s and 15s. Those Apple chips are just brutally powerful, incredibly mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are things that you know people could you, you know utilize. I mean, they, they, you know, recycle. You know, there there are people that are buying uh, old cell phones, fl- you know, fixing them up and flipping them for profit. I mean, there's a myriad of different things, buddy. There's a myriad of different. Well, things. it just comes down to what is your strategy, right? Yeah. Your strategy, and I I see it as a lifestyle because I always have something out there where. There's an opportunity for me. I'm creating opportunities all the time. I'm looking for them like you are, like, you know, my friends are. And they come when you least expect it. And so I'm thinking, I'm going to decide the thing I am I want to buy. And I'm going to decide how I want to buy it. And I'm going to put the feelers out or go look for it. 
and I will have someone else look for it for me. And when that deal comes, it's going to be that deal that's good for, like, I don't care if I get into a deal in two or three years, except for that deal. When I get that deal, it's going to be worth $7 million, right? And and I'll, I'll spend that time to wait and look for that deal because I know it's out there. Like, I'm not saying this is what you should do, but a strip mall, for example, that's not really, that's really high risk right now. But I mean, a thing like that, or if you are such a creative person that you see a strip mall that you know you can get and you can create a special market, a special need for that location, you could turn it into something no one ever thought of before. And you've already done your research. So that's where being an entrepreneur is going to really serve you because you cannot just buy a strip mall and keep your sandwich shops there and your grocery store as an anchor tenant and just everything's fine. It doesn't work that way anymore. Hmm. They want to destroy all that stuff. Correct. John, what are some of the strategies that people could employ uh, in terms of uh, finding distressed businesses, finding opportunities? Uh, you, you mentioned like third parties. What are some of the things that you've seen that, that has worked? Look around as you're going through town. Just look in your in your town because you you can find deals anywhere. See what's going on in your town. Like look at construction sites, like V's saying. I would also look in the U- U.S. District Court records. That's just like a le- a way to learn how to do this. Look in the U.S. District Court bankruptcy filing for all Chapter 11 filings. These are businesses, and see what's up for grabs because the trustee has to liquidate that property. He can't yeah. just let it sit there. He has time. He has time constraints. So I would I would start that just to get a feel for what's out there, and then maybe there might be something you can use. Or and if there isn't, well then then the next question is well how do I find out about a person who might need to sell his car quickly? Yeah. I don't know. I mean I really don't know. I'd like to know that. But my friend did that because he's he, I believe he has a dealer's license, and I also either that or he's connected in. He does locksmithing. Mm-hmm. with the electronic locks so right. he knows all the tow companies and so the tow companies call him so um and even the police he works with the police so that, like for example if he wants to check a vin to make sure it's a good title he'll call the police and they'll run it for him it's a service they provide um so he knows all these people and they'll they'll call him because they want to get rid of stuff so i would just connect in observe look around decide what you have the stomach for yeah maybe you don't have a stomach for a, buying a car dealership or a, a mechanics or repair shop uh, or a shopping mall you know maybe it's going to be yeah, car, you know, car repairs yeah. are going to are going to come in, in, into play because yes um the average age of a, of the average car that's right now on the roads of america is 11 years oh is it and oh, I yeah. didn't know that is okay. the average age of the car on the road today is 11 okay. years and number one number two people are keeping their cars longer the third thing is you have these idiot Western governments who are just stupid, people who shouldn't be even running a lemonade stand. <laughs> They're putting out an edict that by 2030 or 2035, no more internal combustion engines. Everything's going electric. Well, the problem with electric cars, first of all, they're environmentally damaging in terms of trying to unearth these rare earth metals and minerals that mm-hmm. you need to you know, even make the damn stupid things. And number two, they're exorbitantly expensive. Okay. And number three, the infrastructure for electric cars still suck. Yeah. I, I challenge anybody to go take an electric car right. and try to road trip it coast to coast. Have fun at that. You know, I mean, think about it. Like, how you, you got to wait eight, eight, nine hours for it to fully recharge. I mean, it's stupid. Right. But it works if you're trying to herd people into compact cities. Right. right. Then all you need is an electric car. You can just scoot about your little right. compact city where they have us herded in and we're living in 250 square foot 
apartment boxes. You know, that's what they want. That's what they that's want. Exactly what the dream is. So a lot of people are going to be keeping internal combustion engines longer, and it's also pretty interesting that on a side note, that a lot of the Japanese manufacturers are not big on electric. They're like, no, nah, we, we think the uh, you know oh. internal combustion engine still has a future. Uh, you know, I, I, they're looking at e-fuels, you know, hydrogen being one of them, uh, synthetic uh, gasoline that you know even Porsche is developing synthetic uh, synthetic fuel to power their cars. So in other words. People are going to be keeping their vehicles longer, being able to 3D print a part for a car, three, you know, being a, learning some mechanical skills. Those things will come in handy. Being an aftermarket supplier is going to get even bigger. Yeah. I think there's going to be some tremendous opportunities that are going to be coming because there are going to be guys like me who have, you know, internal combustion engine cars. I'm not going to be giving up my ride. No way. You know, no. it's just no. <laughs> it's just not happening. I'm not going to, you know, you're going to put me into some trackable, hackable electric cars. It's not happening. And there's a lot of people yeah. with the same similar mindset, John. I've got a, uh, a 12-year-old Honda Odyssey, the touring van. And yeah. uh, that, why in the world would I ever do anything to that? I'll keep it. I mean, I don't care that I, I'm not even trying to keep it a long time. I'm just, when, the, when a part breaks down, I go and get it fixed, which yeah. is not the best way to do it. I, I'm going to keep that thing for at least, easily 20 years, but why not 50? I just saw a Volkswagen Beetle the other day drive past me. I mean, that thing was probably from 1968, yep. and it exactly was perfect. I, I actually believe that gasoline is the future, Yeah, which sounds backwards, but gasoline and versions of gasoline at methane. Yeah. Methane and yeah. gasoline are very efficient. You should be getting 1,000 miles per gallon right now with your engine. Remember Volkswagen. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember the story back in the early middle aughts. <clears throat> Volkswagen developed an engine. Uh, and they only sold it in Europe. It was a 1.3 or 1.4 liter diesel, uh -huh. right? the diesel electric yeah. hybrid. And hybridization, there's a lot of future for that as well. So this diesel electric hybrid, um, dude, that car was getting 77, 78 sure. miles per gallon. They wanted to sell it in the United States. The U.S. stopped them, said no. <laughs> okay. Even though this it would have it would have it was a hybrid, it would have passed every emission, you name it, right? Then on top of that, I mean the thing was getting on 77 miles per gallon, and I forgot these the size of the gas tank, and it was like a 15-gallon tank. It was getting like a thousand miles per tank. It's insane. Right. Right. And they didn't want to sell it here. But the funny thing is the US cut a deal where they can make that engine here in the Tennessee plant or something like that, in in uh, you know, for Volkswagen. And then ship it to Europe where they're using it over there. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. So oh guys, God. don't think don't think your government is, has your best interest. They are not no. trying to make you give you new technology. We have dirt old technology yep. Yep. from the Stone Ages. But yeah, gas is the future. Uh, the carburetor and gas is the future. It's not fuel injection systems. It's not computer stuff. I would love to strip out all the stupid stuff I have in my van, which is this TV for the kids, which they don't care anymore. Yeah, you know, take all the, right. Just have an old radio in there and stuff like that. And maybe I, maybe I sound like an old guy, but you just need to get to a place. And I would add in there comfortably and safely. You don't need all those gadgets. I don't need my car talking to my smart meter at night while I'm sleeping. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens with a lot of these uh, EVs, man. Yeah, it, 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 right. and then and then the cost of uh, battery replacement. I like right. You know, it's funny, like you know, people are like oh Tesla. It's, it's the same idiots. It's like the same yuppie trendies who buy Teslas. You see these morons <laughs> out there, and uh, then you look at the used cars, right? Like how people don't keep these cars long. 
You know, like right. I, I I went online, right. I went to like cars.com because I'm always looking at like cars because this is what I do. I window shop, right? And um, the amount of Teslas that are 2020, 2021 that are right now available for sale, these are used. People are not keeping them long. Okay. Two years? Two years are gone. They don't want them because they're so they're so problematic. They're terrible oh, in reliability. Oh okay. god, yes, they're terrible in reliability. Uh. Absolutely terrible. The build quality is, is garbage. And you know, people are, you know, are, are just dumping them after a year or two. You know, I mean there's a you know other electric cars like the Porsche Taycan. You think that'll be like some amazing car that Porsche makes. It's like the, it's like the worst car Porsche makes. And that has a whole bunch of bugs. None of these electric cars run proper. Look at GM. They just recall their bolt. All of them. Why? Because oh, it's randomly yeah. exploding left and right. Right. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah. Right. Like they didn't know that when they sold it. Exactly. Because it's volatile. You're dealing right. with, you know, if, you know, fire departments are trained that if, the, if there's an electric car that has uh, exploded and it's caught on fire, that they don't have the uh, um, the capability or they, they, they can't rescue you because of the simple fact that there are the flames you can see and then there are also flames that burn at 1,500 degrees Fahrenheit that you can't see I didn't that are coming that. off the battery. Because so, there are Teslas that have been in crashes oh. where, they, where, where the tow truck came and you know once it's finally extinguished, they put it in the junkyard and the car keeps catching fire over and over again. Oh. From the junkyard, it's just, it's just insane the chemical reactions that occur with this, and they want people to you know be on this, oh, be on man. a smart grid, and we're gonna have smart highways. No, there's nothing smart about it. Oh, it's okay? gonna destroy when you're everything. Smart, yeah. think jail. <laughs> smart is dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like smart is smart dumb. Was pretty smart dumb. is slave. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, here, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, you know, um, I was talking to a gentleman recently, and he he was um, he was going to get fired from his job, which was a stupid job, anyways. And we were laughing about it. And it's because of the live action role playing event, right? And so uh, in that process, so I'm talking to the guy, and I said, "Why are you working there, anyways? <laughs> you know, because I'm an entrepreneur. I'm thinking like that. Like we can address your problem, but why are you working there? It sounds like you're a guy that shouldn't be working at a job like that, right?" So he goes, well, I'm trying to save up my money so I can launch a product I have. And I was like, well, surprise. Okay, what the heck are you doing? And he had this product that he was saving his money at his job uh, so that he could fund the development of the product and launch up the product because you need to get packaging and, and contracts and build a website and all this stuff. So I said, well, why not right now, instead of waiting to acquire the money to do this, why not go find a competitor who would be your competitor when you're in business? buy the competitor, buy its online presence. So just buy a website that's your competitor and then use that website revenue to fund your project. And then when it's ready, put that product now with your competitor, which is now your company, which is no longer your competitor, which is now a turnkey business. It's already running. The risk is already established, right? You've already managed it. And you just throw a new product in there that you funded with the business. So I look at things like that because if you're talking about all these cars and things like what happened with with Cuba, right? They figured how to rig all their cars and make all these parts, even without 3D printing, way back from the 60s, because they had all these embargoes on them. They couldn't bring in new stuff. Well, we're facing that situation. So if you bought, which don't don't get sticker shock here, but if you bought, there was a way to buy this, a mechanics shop. Let's say it's five million dollars. Let's say it's three and a half million dollars. If you bought the shop, it has certain equipment in there. It has suppliers. It has a database of customers. You could acquire that shop and then use it as a tool for what you're saying, V. There's there's all these ways you can rebuild cars. Yeah. 
yeah. and that could be kind of your niche market. Instead of just doing oil changes in one bay, you could be rebuilding cars and you could use 3D printer technology. So this I'm saying, this is this may be the new economy if we're so inclined to do it. Yeah, because all this high-tech BS that the uh, that our rulers are talking about are 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 creme de la creme, which I, I, I compare the rulers of the Western countries similar to the uh, the froth that you find in public urinals. That's how I that, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's okay. kind of creme de la creme they are. They're the, the froth at urinals. They always talk about this advanced technological future, the, a future with technology that nothing of which is produced in anything that's in, in any in any Western country, John. You know, sure. how do you sure. outsource your own industry and then talk about this brand right. wonderful technological future? It's a pipe dream that these right. are smoking. No one you know? looks at the behind the scenes. They no. just listen to the ad and go, oh, sounds great. <laughs> yeah, some yuppie in California, like, yeah, you get my Tesla and have a little on smart grid. That's not going to be the rest of the country. The rest of the country is still going to be right. holding on to their cars. What are they, think about it. There are millions of gas stations in this country. All, all of a sudden, overnight, they're going to go out of business. They're going to retrofit them for recharging. Can, can you imagine no. that, that much? If, if you had a gas station filled with, uh, with charging stations, what kind, of a, what kind of a draw that would be on the power grid of the, of the country? The, the country's infrastructure cannot even handle that. Cannot yeah. even handle it. They, they can't because they don't have the space for where they get the power from. If they get the power, this is the funny thing. The power for these charging stations today would come from coal and nuclear. That's where it's coming from, anyways. So your your you know a hybrid car is being fueled by coal. Exactly. <laughs> but but I feel so trendy doing it. It's so liberal. <laughs> it's so loving. That's why I drive it, John. It's so there's loving. A, there's a picture of a leaf on my dashboard, and when I'm just cruising, it the leaf shows up, and I know that I'm doing it's my part. More efficient. <laughs> virtue signaling. Look at me. Like I, I, I was sitting in the in traffic um, you know, the, this the other day, and I was coming back from the gym, and some idiot in a Tesla Model Y, he has his license plate by Tesla, and I'm in my V8 powered twin turbo German sedan, <laughs> and I'm looking at this more. I'm laughing. I'm like, you virtue signaling freaking moron. <laughs> you know, just buy Tesla. Another guy that has a license, no gas. I'm like, no brains. <laughs> really? Jesus Christ. I mean, gas, gas got us where we are. I know. But I'm doing we my were... part. It's so trendy. It's so liberal. It's so loving. <laughs> One of the things we have to realize, if you guys are, sometimes I catch myself doing this, or a complainer. Sometimes I complain about stuff. But you have to realize that our, our lifestyle, where we are in society right now, is, I would say, an order of magnitude of 10, greater than, more better, comfortable than, Pick your king from the 18th century. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys had a page, right? They send a dude out with a note <laughs> to go deliver some message, right? Yeah. We don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. We have food that's so readily available, people are now 400 pounds, you know. We have two months. I mean, go on YouTube. Yeah. Somebody already did it. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Yeah, every time I run into a problem, whether it's fixing something in the house or one of the things with the cars, I need to find out what the hell's going on. I'm either on a forum or I'm looking for a YouTube video on how it's done because it's been done. There is not a problem that you are facing right now that somebody else hasn't already solved. Yes. For real. Yeah, we, yeah so anyway. John, what are some of the other hot industries you're looking at that people could start up? Well, there's auto and there's two things. Okay, auto, auto repair, transportation, that technology, okay? Okay, we talked about that, but services such as um, 
medical care, health care, and schooling. Now, I am not a proponent of medical health care because I don't think there is such a thing. I, I don't I don't think that I mean I think that you might need to go to the doctor if your arm is broken. You because, don't believe in the fact that we should take all these uh, drugs with a million side effects. Right. I just think that's you know But it's so trendy, it's liberal, it's loving, John. Just because they licensed it doesn't make it a smart thing to do. I mean, I'm not going to take cocaine. And likewise, I'm not going to go go to my doctor and, and take his medication he's going to offer me, even if it's for pain meds. Typically, I mean, I can handle the pain. I want to have the pain because I want to know if, what's wrong with me. OK, if I have a broken arm, if I can stand the pain, I'm going to be OK there. But yeah, just because you license it doesn't mean it's OK. <laughs> so what, I, what I'm seeing is I, I'm talking to physicians. I mean, I'm talking to like groups of physicians. And they're saying to me, John, what do we do? Uh, we don't want to deal with the system anymore. And this one gentleman, and you'll probably hear about him, but um, he set up an association. And I, I can't say the name because I don't, I don't exactly know the whole acronym. But mm. anyways, you'll hear about it. This is a physician who has thousands of physicians in his organization. And they're becoming powerful. And I, I, didn't, I explained to him something he wasn't doing yet. He just thought he was setting up a club. And he was raising money to sue the system to, to stop this problem that's developing in this in this industry right the fake the fake you know what so i said to him look hold on a second why are you trying to use the court system to do something when you already have the power to do it he's like well what's that i said you just set up an association you already have thousands of physicians in it you have created a lawmaking authority what yeah our own government recognizes an association of this magnitude with all these professionals as its own legislative body. They will recognize the rules you want to enforce. What do you think the AMA is? And then it, the, the light went on. He's like, oh, I didn't realize. I said, you make the rules. So here's the trend of what I'm seeing. And, and, and by the way, so that's medical. Um, let's call it healthcare. But then you have schooling. We have to school our children, and sometimes we can't be the only teacher. We have to outsource that. But we don't have to use the mentally ill institutions to do that anymore. They're gone. So I've helped form private associations that are schools that are literally screening out people that are participating in the live-action role-playing. They're saying, no, we're not taking you as students. You guys get lost. We only want people that are not mentally ill that want to learn stuff. And the parents have you know, critical thinking abilities still. <laughs> Yeah. So, and they're, they can't keep up with the enrollment. They can't keep up with teachers and say, please bring me on as a teacher. I'll do anything. I'll work for free. <laughs> you know, this is great. And, and they, they, we got calls from other states that they're asking to franchise it. Wow. So we've already done a couple of schools already and we set them up as private clubs and nobody can regulate them. They can, they do their own regulatory issues. They do their own licensing the same with the medical, okay? These physicians that have all the liability should not be employees. They should not be employees of, in fact, my um, my chiropractor of 14 years, my chiropractor partnered with some other chiropractors recently, and they made me sign, they wanted me to sign, they wanted me to sign a consent to treatment with their new corporate network. And they're saying, oh, it's a corporate network. Yeah, we're all members of the corporate network. And I said, what the heck does that have to do with my healthcare, with my chiropractor, that he does a great job how do I, why, do you know what the definition of a corporation is? You guys don't probably know. It's defined in Title I of the United States Code as an insane person. Yep. Okay. It's also defined. Corp. Corp. Yeah. It's, it's also defined as an idiot. 
It yeah. literally a corporation is an idiot. So I told the, <laughs> I told the woman at the front desk, I said, I am not signing a contract with literally an insane person. And you can't make me do that to receive quality health care that I've been already receiving, that I already have consent with, that's in writing for 14 years from my chiropractor. Right. And they wouldn't they wouldn't see me. They wouldn't let me get access to my chiropractor until I did this. So I said, fine, I'll just go get another one. I mean, OK, he's a good one. I'll just go find another good one. You know, so this is what we're facing. So these guys are fed up with this, these physicians. So here's the future, I think. It's physicians that are saying, what do I want to do? I went to school to learn all the science and stuff. And now I have the CDC telling me I have to do these protocols. Right. That's not healthcare, And they know it. But right. they're stuck in this cycle where they actually need a half million dollars a year to live. They think they do. Mm -hmm. So they want to stay there. And now they're starting to realize, wait a minute, we're not going to be here for much longer if we keep this up. We're going to kill so many people. We're going to kill ourselves. Yeah. And they're saying, what do we really want to do with our careers? We want to actually help people. We want to be healers. We want to be the next guy that says, hey, look, here's the thing. You, you do this, this, and this, and you're going to be cured. Um, yeah, I can set that bone. I can do some surgery if you need it, right? You're in a car wreck. Let's fix that. These guys are saying, we are the legislative authority. We can go out and create our own licensing, license our members to practice medicine under our own regulatory framework. We do not need the state. So this is going to be, I believe, the future. You got medicine, health, you got schooling, and then you also have money, the financial system. Okay, that's another one. We haven't even touched that with that yet. So the banks know they're on the way out. The thing is, the government wants to still encroach upon your use of money, but we have a way out if we're you know, willing to take it, which is cryptos and privacy. Absolutely. And especially with the right kind of cryptos where it's not um, trackable and, and all the BS. Here's the thing, folks. I mean, we have everything that we need to completely unplug from these bastards. <laughs> we do. And not even, you know, look, I volunteer not to be part of your system. I don't care to use it. I don't want any of your benefits. I don't care about my social security payments. I don't care about any of that crap. Right. You all could keep that. I just want to live free, right? And we have everything that we need in order to uh, <clears throat> to accomplish this, um, and, and nobody has the balls to do it. But I think that now, as this country is becoming more and more balkanized, and when things start to break, systemically speaking, I think these are the things that people really need to start taking a real sharp, close look at. Like, I mean, if you want to, you know, privacy transactions, that there's nothing in the planet better than Monero. And of course, you got yeah. your old school, you know, gold and silver. Right. You got hell. You even got like, you know, crap really hits the fan. You got Marlboro and 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 cools and Camel cigarettes. These are and whiskey. <laughs> and whiskey. Good old Jack Daniels. You know, a little bottle of exactly. uh, maybe some uh, a black label or red label will uh -huh. get you some something done. You know, these are things that people need to stock up on, not just gold and silver. Get yourself some cigarettes. Get yourself some uh, some spirits. You know, some good quality spirits, wine, things of that sort, and. What, COVID, what the Koof has taught us also is toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, toilet right. paper is a, is right. a precious commodity. Yeah. You know, and now that Costco is out there right. saying that this these you know supplies of toilet paper are being impacted. So those are some, some of the things that people need to be prepped for. I mean. And, uh. and don't think our supply chain is irretrievably impacted or, or ended because, like just yesterday, I'm driving. We, we drove down on, uh, on I-95 on the east coast of Florida. We went to a. Uh, this weekend, an event. And we literally drove past. Now I'm in Florida. There are no mountains in Florida, None. but we drove past a mountain. I'm going to tell you what that mountain was. It was all grass. It went up maybe 200 feet. It was quite, quite large. 
and it has little fixtures in it all over. They're pipes. And it was a mountain of trash that they oh. grassed over, and they put pipes in there to take the methane out so you don't have explosions. So wow. what I'm saying is the supplies that you might need are on the surface. We've been mining them, using them, reusing them for 70 years since World War II. We've been bringing these things from the petroleum fields to the biosphere where we live, okay? Our old lawn furniture is plastic. That's fuel. <laughs> you know, all these things are now on the surface. We just have to go get them. The mining operations, yeah, they're helpful, but we already have the things that we've been mining for 70 years. Wow. Find that stuff, and now you've got your own, you know, supply chain, the raw materials. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's no reason. Yeah. Very well said. John, anything else you want to touch base on, especially with privacy going down the tubes and uh, all the other things that are happening with that and that front? I think it's an interesting fact. If you go look in, you can look on Wikipedia, I think. Look at um, cryptography. I believe in 1992, this is about the time Clinton gave private businesses access to the GPS network. Oh, so that's right. Bring in the I, I remember Somewhere quite, in there. <laughs> I remember quite well. Oh, please, man, I'm having flashbacks. No. Uh, I remember quite well. Uh, I said, Hillary, I'm going to give uh, private businesses uh, complete <laughs> access to the GPS systems. And uh, that's exactly what we did, John. That's exactly what we and did. Here we and here we are. And they're watching us with it. So yeah, that's it. You know, it's yeah. brilliant. All right. So here's what they did. Uh, they defined back then they were trying, they, meaning the U.S. military, was trying to capture, recapture cryptography. They're trying to make it to where you can't have it in the private sector. Privacy, electronic privacy, cryptography. So they called it a military auxiliary equipment. And it didn't work because you can't. Just like you can't license the use of the letter K is what I tell people. They tried to license the use of the letter K. You can't say K unless you pay us a fee. You know, it just doesn't <laughs> work, right? So they tried to license cryptography. So my, my message to you on this is, Privacy, privacy, privacy. It is money. It is your money. Treat it like gold. Get more privacy. Yeah. Any way you can. Yeah. That means uh, get the hell out of these social media crap. That you <laughs> yeah. Stop that stuff. Jesus yeah. Christ. You deserve what you get if you. I don't do that stuff. Yeah, that means I can't watch a few videos once in a while. Whoop de do. Oh, who cares, right? Yeah, really. Exactly. <laughs> John, how can people get a hold of you if they got questions on in terms of what to do for starting a business, how to look for those business opportunities? You work with a lot of these uh, entrepreneurs and you coach them. And if they, if people want to you know, bring you on as a coach, uh, how do they contact you? Oh, I'd love to do those projects. Um, yeah, those I have a new help desk function at aceofcoins.com. At aceofcoins.com, in the bottom right corner, there's a little help desk function. You click on that, and you can get access to my desk, which is right now we're staffing it, so it's in the early stages. But that is where you can book a call. We also have privacyfight.io. Now, those calls, I believe, are all filled up for the rest of the year. Nice. And, and, and also, along with that, I'm setting up regular calls on a weekly basis where we're going to do conference calls. So I'm going to start addressing more detail about how to actually launch something, acquire an asset, build it out, things like that. But aceofcoins.com privacyfight.io, and also my email, which is singletonpress at protonmail.com. Those are the best ways. And once again, folks, he is the man, the myth, the legend himself, John Singleton, a.k.a. Mr. X, the prolific one who was able to help you, coach you, and get you going. And any of your you know, questions you might have in, in terms of privacy, in terms of protecting your assets as well as your ass, and uh, John's got to talk to him. He will make sure that you are, you're, that you are covered, that you are well-protected, 
uh, and then the, your data is private. And you look, you got to get smart. You got to get smart. And John, and I've been saying this forever. If you're in your forties and you're still using personal credit, you ain't doing it right, Bubba. Yeah, right. You ain't doing it right. Yep. Okay. Or if you're an employee. Or if you're an employee. A, you should be an employer. Exactly. Stop <laughs> being W two. Stop yep. being W two. Let John help yep. you. And with that being said. We're at the end of the show. John, thank you so much for joining us, Strategic Life. And we're going to be putting on a seminar soon. Just been crazy busy with all the launches that I'm working on uh, this. Uh, you guys like stay it. locked and loaded for that one. I'm going to be ripping that one apart. Uh, with that being said, El Cuco, take it away. CJ, take it away. I think CJ's left us. I think he yeah. just... All right, good stuff, guys. Oh, there is. All right, thanks, CJ. Thanks, V. That Thank was you. great. All right, gentlemen, have a good one. Me too. All right, be safe. Later on. Bye.